this is very important. And I, I, I feel like the breakdown of the fact that marriage is a covenant is something that is just really not taught that much, you know? And I think because, I think because we don't fully understand how, how big of a deal this is to God, I think as a culture, we've just, we've just become so reckless with it. Hey everybody, welcome to the House of Roberts podcast. It's a podcast where we bring you into our loud, crazy Christian home to encourage, equip, and inspire yours. I'm as always joined by my beautiful partner, Gabrielle. My beautiful partner. Uh-huh. Does that sound weird? Wow. Well, my beautiful spouse, well. wife, uh, co-creator. The one I am committed to forever. Co-producer. <laughs> The love of my life, Gabrielle. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? So good. So good. We're like what two? As the as of this filming, yeah. we're what two, three weeks into two. our new rhythm. Well, I guess three, but that Just first finished. week the kids weren't back in school, so we could we could do nothing, and it was like craziness right. still. Right. 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 But two weeks now into like figuring out our new schedule and. Right. So we made our our, our our move and we're not moving obviously location wise. Yeah. We're still living where we're living. So part of our great church, we're still pastors there. But in terms of full time, it's you and me, girl, pursuing oh, wow. what kind of God's putting in our hearts. And Amen. so are we good? Like I think you, we're you're, you don't you haven't thought we've made a horrible mistake yet, right? No, no. It is like for reals, it's it's the Lord. Like the more we've lived in it, um, the more and more confirmation that this is just what God has had for us. And um, he needed us to create some space. I mean, it's been so cool to kind of like try to figure out what our days are supposed to look like and get our healthy pace and our rhythm down and like figure out how to work together at a higher level. Yeah. And I think what's so cool is, you know, Mike, we, we talked about this. We talked about one day doing this so long ago, right. right? Like this has always been our heart. This has always been something, you know, a God dream on the inside of us. And so to finally kind of be like embarking on that and stepping out into that is so surreal. Right. You know, it's like so surreal. And it's it's awesome to be building something um together. Yeah. You know, that's ours. Yeah, I think it's you walk into those new seasons and like we're, you've walked with Jesus long enough, you kind of know, uh, there'll be just things you don't know what you don't know. So right. you you don't know exactly what to expect or how right. it's going to play out or how it's all going to feel. You know, it's going to be good, yeah. but um, there's, you've just, you're feeling it out, right? And oh I think gosh. that's the relational aspect of God where he's not just giving us a formula. Like we didn't just get downloaded. I didn't wake up one morning, but like, the Holy Spirit visited me in your yeah. dream and I've downloaded exactly what our week, our day, everything we're supposed to do. Like that, because that's void of relationship, yeah. that's void of partnership. Yeah. And though the, I personally would prefer that. Uh, ditto. <laughs> but I think what it does is it causes you to kind of like lean in. Yeah. Um, and we've learned like when you make adjustments and changes, you don't go in assuming a certain pace or a certain way because you're just not sure, right. you know? Um, well, and I think you're open too, right? right? You're open, like whatever we've just stepped out into, like we really, we want it to be God's way. We want it to be God's order for this because it's really his idea that he's placed on us. So I think we're just open. We're like, God, how do you want this to flow? How do you yeah. want this to work? Teach us your healthy rhythm. Teach us your healthy pace for the day. Yeah. You know? So I feel like we're like, so like 
open. I almost feel like a little kid. Like I'm like, yeah. okay, teach me, teach me, God. Right. You know, because no. um, it's just new territory, and we've not been this way before. Yeah. And it definitely hasn't been all skipping through the daisies either. I mean, there's definitely skipping through the daisies, skipping through the daisies, skipping through <laughs> I don't the roses. Know if that's the expression. It is. It's like it's I, like it's not just like frolicking, <laughs> frolicking through the flower fields, and everything is just beautiful all the time. That's the expression. It for sure exists. Whatever. Look it up. We'll Google it later. Google it. Anywho, um, it's definitely I not. I think it's been. skipping through the tulips. I think fact check. Why does the flower matter? It's just the expression. You got. You have to understand. I'm a creative. Okay. I'm a creative, okay, and so you're right. you know what? I love it about you. Yeah. Amen. I just you make Anywho, me laugh. Anywho, so it hasn't. We're been skipping, skipping through the daisies. Through the tulips. Yeah. There Pushing up been, daisies is a phrase that includes a daisy. He's still on it, people. He's still. <laughs> I'm trying on to help it. you here. It's been going really great us together. We're no, it actually, hasn't been without you know what? I think times. one of the things I've appreciated and enjoyed. I feel like we, we're laughing a lot together. Yeah, we we are for sure. I mean, you are always a light person. I'm prone serious. <laughs> the joke is, my mother remembers the first time I smiled as a baby because. <laughs> I was one when it happened. <laughs> I'm a prone tendency to be a serious person. Okay, doesn't your mom say she he was always a melancholy boy? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I was always just like, yeah, I was never like this happy-go-lucky person. So, but I mean, which I'm grateful for you because you just yeah. in, because you're that's not you. You're you're a light person. Mm -hmm. You're a joyful person, and so you obviously make me lighter mm -hmm. uh, but i feel like we've enjoyed it though yeah. so i think you, you gotta laugh at the good you laugh at the bad yeah. you laugh at the you know what i mean like i just yeah, feel like that's one of the things the we've done you know mm -hmm. uh and i think that's part of it too yeah you know yeah so and we got and, it, and it's been a great week huh it's been a real oh <laughs> we've got we have kids throwing up you know this week you know all over themselves and w waking up in the night saying that they have crumbs all over them right but really it's a, a whole pile of vomit. It's dried vomit. Both <laughs> our boys threw up and slept in it. Like we didn't know until like the like an hour or two that? later. Who our youngest crew still he won't admit that he threw up, even though he had vomit all over the back of his head. There, I mean, he says his older brother threw up on him, but I'm like, buddy, you you got vomit all over you. He said, no, it's crumbs. It's crumbs. It's crumbs. I'm like, what's what's wrong, buddy? It's okay. What, who honey? told you it can't be vomit? You know? <laughs> Some of those those weeks as parents, like I can't remember how many times we've washed sheets this oh, week, God, you know? so many times. And so I don't, you know what's interesting about this? I don't know. Like I'm a sympathy puker. So most of the time, if I'm in public or whatever, and someone throws up, I'm going with them. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's right. going to, my gag reflex is going to go. But I don't know if it's because it's my kids, but like it doesn't kick in with my yeah. kids. I don't know if it's because I know there is no backup. <laughs> There's no one's coming to clean this up but me. Exactly. But I don't, my gag reflex doesn't kick in with the kids. No. Uh, but anyone else, like I'm going. So, you know, that's, I guess I'm growing. But maturing. we made it. We did it. They're all healthy and in school. They're back in school too. And I think we're okay. I mean, yeah. I've had a moment where I thought, oh God, it hit us. I know, me too. But, um, you know. But the Lord. Essential oils. <laughs> I anointed you with oil. We prayed. We took communion. And, uh, <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. We're good. So anyways. <laughs> We are in episode nine. Yeah. Uh, and this film, this will launch like the 30th or something like that. It was like, it's like the week right before February. And so we were looking at the schedule leading into February. We're like, oh, it's Valentine's coming up to Valentine's Day. 
you know, what if we took two episodes, this one and the next one, and started talking about marriage? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's important because healthy marriages produce healthy families. Yep. Yep. So why talk about marriage in a family podcast? It's because the 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 pace, the health of your marriage is going to directly influence the pace and the health of your family. 100%. I remember when we were our, we were you were pregnant with our firstborn with Ford and we were you know we went to all the classes and then we read a couple books. One of them was this book called Baby Wise. The best. Uh because we wanted to we're, we wanted to learn how to sleep train and we'd had friends recommend the book. So I remember reading it and what was interesting cuz it had all kinds of stuff like how to swaddle, feeding techniques, sleep training, all that stuff. But in the beginning of the book, uh, the first chapter, it, it said, if you want to raise healthy children, you have to have a healthy marriage. So good. Which I thought was, it took me by surprise for a moment just because I was like, I wasn't expecting that to be in this very practical book. But I like that it started that way because it's the truth, right? Yeah. Uh, it does like at the end of the day, uh, did you sleep training? Did you not sleep training? Did you co sleep? Did you not co sleep? Sure. Uh, did you breastfeed? Did you bottle feed? Did you do a combination of both? Formula and a at the end of the day, there are a lot of variables in that. Yeah. But what is going to directly and probably mostly impact the growth and the health of your family and your children is your marriage. Oh my goodness. And so I think it's important for a moment for us to take some time and say, hey, if we want to really have great family and a healthy God-honoring family, do we have a healthy God-honoring marriage? Good. Um, because marriage is important to God. It is. Um, Hebrews 13.4, it says... Uh, that marriage should be held in high honor amongst all people. Mm-hmm. And it actually goes on to say, and the marriage bed should be undefiled. So as we begin to see this in Hebrews, God is one saying, look, marriage is to be honored. And also the marriage bed speaks of sex. So he connects sex to marriage. So, so the context of sex is in the connection of marriage, right? Yep. And so, but how you approach marriage will dictate like what it will be and and how you approach sex at that point really as well. So, you know, for some people, marriage is, they have a very casual view of it. Mm. Marriage is just a piece of paper. It's not a big deal. And so if marriage is not a big deal and it's just a piece of paper, then sex isn't that important either. Sure. It's just yeah. an act, right? Yep. Uh, and so our, our, we, we approach marriage very carelessly. Like it's not, it doesn't matter. I, we can live together. We can, we, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just a piece of paper. It's we'll do it to get mom and dad off my back, but it's not a big deal. Uh, for some people, they have more of a contract approach to marriage where it's like an exchange, you know, you know what a contract, you know, we all have them with phone companies, with internet renters, you know, where it's like, Hey, it's based on mutual distrust. Like, I don't really trust you. You don't trust me. So we're going to have this piece of paper kind of filled out that says you need to do your part and I'll do my part. But the moment you don't do your part, I'm not doing mine. It's more of a 50, 50 approach. And if you're approach to marriage is more contractual then actually sex becomes a chip to be played mm-hmm. right it's something that's withheld it's something that is in negotiation right because it's contractual mm-hmm. that's not how god sees it yeah. god doesn't have a casual approach to marriage he doesn't have a contract approach to marriage when god sees marriage and when god created and why can god why can god define marriage because we've talked about this before so good. he created that's it that's right and yeah. because he created and established it, he gets yeah. to define what it is and what it is not and for god marriage is covenant yeah that's what marriage is yeah. it's covenant it is two people becoming one, one flesh. flesh right genesis says it right a, a, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife and the two shall become one, one. Right. so for god it's a very and covenants are very holy and special mm-hmm. to god 
and we'll see you see covenants that god makes with mankind god made a covenant with man yeah right he sent his son yeah. jesus christ to die and we are in a covenantal relationship with him right that's what that's why jesus came and died that we would have this relationship covenant is different than, than a contract approach covenant doesn't say uh it's not 50 50 covenant is 100 100 i'm all in sure yep. you're all in yep yep and covenant says my my action or my responsibilities or roles in this relationship is not dependent on what you or you don't do. Mm -hmm. It is dependent on the commitment I've made. Amen. And so whether you are in or you are out or whether you're, you're doing your part or I'm doing my, it doesn't matter. I'm always in because I'm in a covenantal relationship with you. And because of that, that means sex is, is an act that brings two people together. together. Right, right. It bonds them. It be, two people become one flesh. And so uh, for God, marriage is covenant mm -hmm. it's not casual it's not contractual mm -hmm. it's very very special mm -hmm. and very powerful and it is the foundation then we are able to set for raising our children because now we are in this type of relationship so with that being said uh how do you live out a covenantal relationship when you know you have kids you've got jobs maybe two different careers side hustles sports programs right how does this actually play out or how do you live out a covenantal relationship in marriage? Yeah, so good. You know, um, this is very important. And I, I, I feel like the breakdown of the fact that marriage is a covenant is something that is just really not taught that much, mm. you know? And I think because, I think because we don't fully understand how, how big of a deal this is to God, I think as a culture, we've just, we've just become so reckless with it, right? Like we've become so blase with it where it's like, Hey, I'm going to try this out and I'm hoping it works, but if it doesn't work, then well, I'll just get out, you know, and I'll try it again. Right. And I, I don't think anybody, I hope my hope is, I don't think anybody wants to go in thinking it's going to break down, you know? Um, but because we don't understand what you've just broken down so beautifully, um, because we don't understand the severity, because we don't understand what a covenant is and how God works and moves through covenant all throughout the word of God and all throughout humanity, um, because we don't understand it, we're, we're careless with it. We're reckless with it. Right. And I really believe, and this is why I, you know, even through this podcast, uh, it's never our heart that you would look and say, model by model, please do exactly what Mike and Gab do specifically for their marriage. Now, obviously the, the, the foundational, the godly principles, those apply to us all. Right. I think our heart is to get us back to this is to get us back to what did God say about marriage? What did God have purposed for marriage? You know, what was God's thought when he brought this institution into the earth? And we have to understand this. We have to know this. And it doesn't matter whether you're single right now, uh, single, unattached, don't have any prospects, or maybe you do have prospects or you find yourself five years, 10 years into marriage right now, it's not too late to understand this because I think once you understand this, the holiness of it, the reverence of it, the purpose of it, God's mind around it. I don't know. It called, it called me higher. Yeah. 
It's called me higher in marriage. It's called me higher in understanding how to operate within the context of this, of this to become one flesh, you know? And so how do we do it? You know, when we are trying to balance out all the things in life, you know, we've just said that it's important to God, but how do we do this when we've got kids and a job and careers and, you know, uh, dreams and desires? Like, how do we do this all? How do we balance it all? I don't think, I don't think it's a, a matter of balance. Yeah. You know, like God, God, God's never promised us balance. I don't see that word anywhere within scripture, you mm-hmm. know? I um what he what he did promise us was was order. Right. Right? What he did talk about was an ordered way, right? That that as we put him first, as we seek him, that all other things would fall into line. And so I think our our heart and where where we are trying to stay focused and what God has brought revelation in us is not this idea of like trying to spin all the plates and trying to manage all the things just right, just perfectly. But we believe that like, and we have found this to be 100% true for us, that as we keep God first, right? And our spouse second, all those two things, all the other things kind of fall into order all the other things kind of fall into place. And so this has been a powerful thing, you know, like if we get these things at work and at play in our life, um, there is a blessing, you know, on the order. And just like his, because he says it, right? The Bible says it, God first, God first. He says it in Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be given to you as well. Right. And so this is this is our this is our stance. Right. This is our the order of God that we see here, that as we put him first, that all other things would fall into line. Yeah. like You said God's a God of order. Yeah. So you see how he plays this out all through scripture. You look back at creation. Good. God just didn't create humans first. Yeah. Good. He had an order. He had to create an environment and a planet that could sustain life before yeah. he put life in yes, it. Yes, good. He had to create uh, plants and things that human life could feed mm-hmm. and be, um, find nutrient in before he put life. So right. there was an order to creation. That's how, so there it was is. an order to that, that we have to operate in. Yep. And when it comes to marriage, it's not the bad things. Right that destroy or hurt marriages it's the good things that are in the wrong order very good right and not right away it's the good things in the wrong order over time that lead to the bad things right right don't wake up one morning and go i think i'm gonna have an affair today no we don't we don't it it is it it was something that was out of order in my life Mm -hmm. and over time it led us to this we don't wake up one morning and go hey i think i'm just gonna give up on my family and i'm gonna leave and not come back and the only time i'm talking to my spouse is when a lawyer is present you don't just get there no no. It is good things that are out of order mm-hmm. that over time have led to something. Mm-hmm. And so for us, and there's a lot of different orders because everyone's unique and different. With that said, if you're married, we only want to talk about the first two because we feel like if you get the first two right, and the, we're going to talk about God first in this episode, next episode, we're going to talk about how your spouse is to be second. Good. Um, But if you've got those two in order, right, there is a divine blessing and grace to navigate all the other ones i believe it 
I've experienced. So this it. is Amen. why these two, it's like the, um, there was that book, what was it? It was called like Keystone Habits. Where this idea was, there are all these different habits you, you want to establish, but there are certain habits that if you get this habit right, it impacts everything mm -hmm. else. Right? So if you get these two priorities correctly in your life, in the right order that God establishes, I I think it's going to set you up for success and will impact how you raise your kids, how you do, how you handle work, uh, how you pursue hopes and dreams, all of the other things that we add on to our mm -hmm. life, right? So you, you you mentioned the one verse, right? Uh, Seek ye first. There, there was another one. Um, Jesus once was asked, hey, what's the greatest commandment? His reply was this, uh, Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. This is the first, Good. there's that word again, yep. the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important right. to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And so um, why why the two? Mm -hmm. The guy asked for one. Right. Why the two? It's because they're connected. Yeah, good. This relationship impacts this relationship. 100%. So if this isn't where it needs to be, the first place I start actually isn't here. It's, it's here, here, right? Good. Because God is first. Yeah, very good. So that's what we want to talk about in this episode is how 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 to put God first in your life when you are married. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's easy to love a person more that you see than the person you, you don't that's see, right. right? It's easy to right. put, change that priority. So, um, but a lot of people do this, right? It's not hard to do where God is no longer the first, but really my spouse has become the first. But it, it sets you up for some issues, right? Like oh. what begins to happen when my spouse is the first in my life and it's not gone. Yeah, well, when we look to our spouse and our spouse becomes number one over God, I mean, really anything over God is anything over God is called an idol, right? Mm -hmm, right. Anything anything that we put in place of God first is called an idol. And so I've, I've heard I've heard it said like this before. Whatever you idolize, you will eventually demonize, mm. right? Like whatever you idolize, you will eventually demonize. God calls us to worship him first. And he says anything else above him is 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 labeled an idol. And sometimes we think, okay, that's some kind of metal statue, right? right? We think of something it we're burning incense. Yeah, to, we're right? burning incense. We're throwing change you know, at this, this metal God, you know, this gold God. Um, but that's just not true. I mean, in current day, if we're bringing it into current day, anything can be an idol, right? So our career can be an idol. Right. Our kids, man, once you become, once you have kids, it is so easy for our kids to become an idol, yeah. that they become first and the focus and all our love and energy gets poured into them. You know, same thing, like I said, with a career, with our desires. Hey, your phone can be an idol. Right. You know, relationships, friendships can be an idol. Why? Because anything you are seeking above God is an idol. And so eventually, whatever you idolize, uh, you will demonize because you begin to look to get things from that thing yeah. that only God actually can give you, right? He's the only one that can really actually fulfill you, bring security to you, help bring identity to you, help bring confidence to you, help bring hope to you, help bring peace to you. These are things that only God is able to do. Right? right. And when he is not first 
and your spouse is, you begin to try to get those things from your spouse. Right. Which, God, I've been there, done that. I've done that. I'm, I fall guilty to that, you know, especially when we were first married, man. There is just so many feelings and like it's a whole nother level of butterflies and love and intimacy and all these things. And I remember finding myself in this place and trying to figure out, okay, I'm newly married and I'm so in love with my my new husband. Uh, how does my relationship with God now look, you know, with this? And I remember, I remember having this moment where I was like, listen, I he Michael cannot be first. If Michael becomes first, then then I'm going to begin to look for things in him to get from him that only God can give me. And that's, that is what happens, right? We look to our spouse to try to get those things from him that really only God is able to provide us with. And we will always be disappointed. Your spouse is not able to complete you. I'm sorry, Jerry Maguire had it all stinking wrong. Tommy Cruz. Tommy Cruz had it wrong. We do not complete each other, right? right? We are whole a hundred percent with between us and God first, right? And so, you know, I have to be able to be 100% between me and God before I ever come to my relationship with you or else I'm going to be trying to get you to to complete me in some areas that you just aren't meant to do. And I will be disappointed. I will be frustrated. I will try to change you and point fingers at you because you just aren't doing enough, you know? And it does, that doesn't work. You know? Yeah. So that's what, when you say, hey, whatever you idolize, you demonize. It's like, hey, that idol's uh, what I expect from something or someone that I can only get from God. Yeah. Which then, if you're looking to a person in a relationship to give, for me to give you what only God can give you, I can't do that. No. Because I'm not, not God. I'm not the Holy Spirit. Mm-mm. So you demonize and then, then you get frustrated and you're, totally. you're disappointed. Right? Totally. And, and conflict in marriage happens in the gap between expectation and reality, right? So I'm expecting this, but I'm getting this. Yeah. Now we have conflict. Yeah. And so now if you don't understand that, no, you're only supposed to get that from God. All of a sudden, then, okay, did I marry the wrong person? Totally. You begin to uh, question it. That person has changed. Yeah. Um, uh, we're not we're not on the same page anymore. We're not compatible. We're not compatible. Like so, so all of a sudden, then the enemy comes. The devil comes and starts putting in lies yeah. as to why you're hitting disappointment. Yeah. Well, no, none of that is true. No. What is the truth? It's like, hey, unfortunately, and it happens. Uh, something has taken the number one spot yeah. in your life that isn't God. It has become this idol, and now there is it has opened up the door for frustration right. and let down. Right. And so we've got to be able to get that back because yeah. when God is first. Yeah. And it sets you up to, like you said, we don't complete each other, but we complement one another. Yes, yes. So now I'm able to complement and come alongside that which God is doing on the inside of you and be a part of that process, right? Amen. And to cheer you on and encourage you and strengthen you and challenge you and call you higher and you call me higher. Now, because there is this, there is this security of, I know who I am in Jesus. I know what God has done inside of me. He is my source. But he has given me this helpmate mm-hmm. to come alongside. And now we are one. Like we are one flesh because we are in a covenantal relationship. Uh, and so I, I think that's that's important to realize what you're talking about oh right there. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because I think this would solve a lot of problems um, if you realize, well, I think, and I think that's what you should ask yourself, right? A great self-evaluation moment. Is God first? Right. Or has the kids or my spouse taken that place? then um, I think something just has to change, right? Because when God is first, all of a sudden you're in position to really lead and be a part of a really cool relationship with your spouse. 
Yeah, absolutely. What would you say about that? Like when you're, when you're first, uh, when God is first, what does that, how does that impact the marriage? Okay. Before we move on to that night, I'm going to answer that. Um, you know, the other, if, if God is, if God is not first in the relationship, the other problem we can tend to run into is, is that we are going at this very God created thing Mm. in our, in, out of self-reliance, right? Like when, when God is not first at the, uh, in our life, um, we're going at marriage in our own wisdom, in our own understanding, out of our own strength, out of our emotions, which we all know our emotions and our feelings, man, they, they are not always accurate, you know, which they should not be the leader of our life. Um, And so this can cause a problem because we need the Holy Spirit, right? Like we need his wisdom. We need his guidance. We need his unction. We need him to teach us how, like I need him to teach me how to be a good wife to you. I can't go at this thing without him. Yeah. I can't go at this marriage without the one who created it, right? I can't be a good wife to Michael without having the one who created Michael help coach me and lead me and guide me. Man, there has been so many times throughout the years. Um, Now we're going on what, 14 years? Be 15 this year. No, it's not 15 this year. Yeah. Oh, nine? Yeah, 24, do the math. Okay, not the point. Maybe 14, maybe 15. Okay, 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 okay. Let me make my point. We've been going at this now 14, 15 years. And, um, wow, it's not conceding. And so I can't tell you how many times over the years I have, I have, I have prayed the prayer. And, and, and wives, uh, women, I would encourage you to pray this because the Lord, the Lord guided me to pray like this. Um, Lord, help me be a good wife to Michael. God, you are the, you know how to be the best to him. You know, what's going to, what's going to bring life to him. You know, what's going to bring courage to him. You know, what's going to bring strength to him. You know how I can help support him. The Lord knows you better than anyone. And the Lord knows our husbands, our wives better than any of us. And so we need his insight. We need his we need his his coaching. And so when when we're going at marriage and our marriage, our spouse is first, we're lacking the power of the Holy Spirit. We're lacking the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And we desperately, desperately cannot do it without him. Yeah. You know, and we all fall guilty to that, you know, but we desperately cannot do this thing that God created without him. We need right. him. And so it's very important that 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 God is first. Yeah. So that we're walking in that partnership. So then if that's true, if God's not first, then the opposite is true when God is. Yeah. In marriage. Yeah. When 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 God is first, right? We're coming at this thing from a hundred percent perspective. We're not looking to our spouse to complete us, to bring us confidence, to bring us identity, to bring us hope, to bring us peace, to help us make make us feel secure. We've already gotten that from God. And so we're coming to our relationship with our spouse, fully ready, fully ready to be that support like you were talking about, to be that partner, to be, you know, that strength that that the relationship needs. We have the proper expectations of our spouse. 
right? We're not, we're not trying to get things from them right. that only God can give us. And so when our spouse lets us down, we're able to say, well, they are only a man, you know, well, they are only a woman. And so, you know what, we can be gracious, we can be merciful, you know, um, understanding the proper expectation and the pro proper perspective of it, yeah. you know? No, it's very good. Like you said, there is a, when, when you operate in a God ordered life, there yeah. is a blessing and a grace yes. to, to live in that. Yeah. And you can do everything you're supposed to do. Yeah. And it doesn't take from you. It adds to you. Right. That doesn't mean it's not a God properly ordered God life. Doesn't mean you're not going to have problems in your marriage. No. Doesn't right. mean that it's going to just be all, you know, sunshine, skipping through the daisies, through the daisies you know, <laughs> Love you. Uh, but it, it, it does mean you're, you're coming at this from a healthy, yeah. whole place. In partnership with in the partnership Lord. with the Lord, and now I'm in partnership with my spouse because we are one flesh now, and so, and so it it, it brings us right, mm -hmm. and so it's a beautiful place to get, and so wherever you are, and you're feeling some struggles in your marriage, I think first before we attack this yeah. or assess this, let's let's assess this right, yeah, up and down, um, because how do you, so how do you put God first, and I think time is an indicator of what is a priority in your life. Sure, if you, you want me to know. If I observe your life, I'll know what's a priority by your calendar and your bank account. Sure. Yep. Because what is a priority is where you spend most of your time and you spend most of your yep, money. Yep. 100%. So I've got to make sure on a daily basis, am I spending time with God? No. Not out of a religious um, negotiating way where God, okay, I'm going to spend time with you, but if I spend time with you, then you're going to have to do this for me. Mm -hmm. It's out of a relational place. Yeah. Like I'm in a relationship with you. I want to spend time with yes. you. Yes. Like I think even though we've been married for 14 or 15 years, uh, I know that the more time we spend, the closer we will be. Yeah. And if, if less time creates space, a relationship is not heading in a good direction. Right. It's just how it works with God, right? Yeah. Like I need to spend more time because I'm continually growing and learning. And so it's, it's your time. Like, are you daily spending time like mm -hmm. in his word? Like, mm -hmm. I think that's a big deal. I really sure. do. Yes. In times of prayer, yes. in times of quiet, where you just listen and steady yourself, in times of worship. Um, I think, you know, um, how you uh, function within like your church. I think, you know, I show God's a priority by... Uh, how, if I'm building his kingdom, yep. not just mine, because yep, there's always a tension. Like, am I just building my hopes and dreams or, right. because there's only one thing God said he's building. He said, I'll build my church. Right. So he, I get to build something that is important to God yes. that shows and demonstrates. Yeah. God, you have these hopes and dreams for Mike and Gabby for house of Roberts and we believe it, but that doesn't mean now we're MIA in our church. No, no, we still serve in our church. We that's volunteer. Right. We're still a part of a local church because yeah. we believe that's God's kingdom. Yes. And it's one of the ways we yes. show God you are first in my yes. life. This is why one of the reasons why we tithe. Mm -hmm. We tithe as well because it demonstrates to us and reminds us God is first, even in our finances. That's right. Yeah. So God, you are first in my finances. You are first in my time. You're first. And so those are ways. And and so it starts with us individually. Mm -hmm. But then um, I think you you put God first together mm -hmm. in your relationship because your relationship with God it's personal, but it's never meant to be private or isolated. Right. Some people go, no, 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 my relationship with God's private. No, 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 no. It's personal. Mm -hmm. It has to be based between you and him. You make those decisions. But it is something that is not meant to be isolated no. or disconnected. So no. what we're even saying, when we say God is first, we're not saying little life where like you do your thing with Jesus and I do my thing with Jesus and we just kind of, that never no. is integrated. No, no, no. Like 
we pursue God together now. Yeah. That's one of the, cause yeah. we're on one flesh. Heck yeah. So yeah. we are doing this together. So yeah. what, how do you put God first together? It's the same way. Are you praying together? Yeah. Are you serving together? Yeah. Are you, you know, together making decisions about what you're doing with your finances together when it comes to God? How are you leading and guiding and directing our finances right. together? Right. So we do this together. Right. right? We, well, we to become one flesh, right? Right. So, we talked about that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the next one. But this is very important. Yeah. Sometimes we try to still function as one flesh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Individually. Yeah. One. Per you do your thing. I do my thing with Jesus. And it. No. Like. No. No. We do this together. That's right. We I mean, the devil doesn't need help bringing division. Right. Like, that's his goal. Right? right. His goal is to come in to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the ways he destroys is trying to bring separation. Right. And like we said in the beginning, like it's not always the the really bad things that break up a marriage. You know, it's things in the wrong order. Right. And he uses disorder. He uses that yeah. disorder to bring separation. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need help with that. One of the things in my brain, even for our marriage, is like as many things that we can come into agreement on, as many things as we can do together, let's do it. Why? Right. Because I'm counteracting what I know the plan of the enemy is, which is that he would want to do nothing more than to separate us. Yeah. And to get me thinking so much about my things, my way, my my businesses my ministry no man we are one flesh right and where you go i go you mm -hmm. know and so as much as we can and it's awkward i mean how many couples have we talked to yeah. they 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 and there's no judgment and i get it it right. is uncomfortable and it's incredibly intimate but there are so many couples we talk to that have never prayed together right it would be the most uncomfortable awkward sometimes it even make it makes people irritated and angry thing ever right well, prayer is one of the most intimate things that you can do right. between you and God. It, I, I don't know how you can't pray with your, how, how you wouldn't want to pray with your spouse. I would fight for that. I would fight for that. If it is awkward, if it is uncomfortable, if it makes you angry, I would fight even against the flesh in that moment and get in the habit of doing those things yeah. because it is one of the most intimate things ever. Yeah. And it is a way... When, when Gab and Mike are going at God together, when we're spending time in our devotionals, not that we do it every, uh, uh, read our Bible the same time every day. We, right. we read our Bible separately at right. different times a day, but me and you, we pray, we pray. together yeah. and I am telling you, there is no better way to get on the same page than to pray together. Yeah. My, and my dad did pastoral care for years. Um, and you know, marry you, bury you, counsel you, right? Visit the hospital. And so he would always tell me, he's like, anytime couples would come in having problems, he's like, my guy, I'd ask this one question and 100% of the time, I know what the answer would be. If they were struggling, I ask, would you guys pray together regularly? And he said 100% of the time it was no. Yeah. And uh, not that, yeah. again, a prayer isn't the answer all to everything, no. but it is a keystone piece Absolutely. of putting God first together in your relationship. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it could be awkward, but anything new is awkward is in the awkward. beginning. Oh my gosh. But yes. over time, as you continue yes. doing it, it becomes yes. less awkward. Yes. Right? Yes. And it becomes normal. Yes. And you become comfortable with yes. it. Yes. And so I think a key, uh, yeah, a key component is, is, is going there mm -hmm. and small steps mm -hmm. to praying together as a couple. But I think it's one of those ones. If you can get that going. Man. Um, First of all, the Bible says when two more make a prayer, anything God goes in action. Yes. So there is a supernatural um, power that comes into play when you and your spouse are praying together about stuff. Um, 
it, it mends hearts mm-hmm. on a on a spiritual level. It it it, it binds us more and more. Mm-hmm. I think, it, and it's just a beautiful thing when that happens. So you get a heart for the other yeah, when yeah, you pray. Yeah, you, you know, really for do. the other, right? You can't. Yeah, you, you you get God's perspective on a person when you pray with them and for them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that's what's needed to continue to adjust marriages and get them healthy again yeah. is my perspective of you. Yes. And so if, if this perspective is starting to to grow and mature and and develop and breed fruit in my life all of a sudden man that's gonna impact yeah. us you know yeah so um before we close i think what we did was we put together a a these two episodes we thought let's do like a seven day challenge yeah. attached to each so uh this one we're calling it the god first challenge right, right? like simply trying to jump start you and your spouse's relationship to putting god first so if you are like i don't know i think spouse is second first or kids are first whatever it is god is not where it needs to be um, and it's around this idea of, of prayer yeah, yeah. because we think it's one of those ones that like, if you can pray together, it will oh, impact everything That's else. Right. And so, uh, it's a seven day challenge and here's, it's simple. The challenge is very simple. It's that, Hey, for seven days straight, commit to praying with your spouse once a day for yep. seven days straight. Yep. And, um, we, we have this, it's going to be, uh, in the description, there'll be a link, uh, it'll be on, we'll post it on our, our Instagram. Uh, but it'll be like, we have a sheet put together that has some tips on how you can do it and some kind of coaching points. But then for the seven days, we, you don't need to do this. You, you can pray whatever you want for seven days. Right. But if you're like, if it's newer and you didn't know, we thought, well, what if we provide you for seven days? We'll provide you with a topic to pray for, but also a scripture to pray. Cause the most powerful way to pray is to pray your Bible. That's right. So we we every day we give you a, a topic or a, a prayer topic. focus. Yep. And we give you a scripture to pray yeah. together with your spouse. And so the challenge is, hey, for the next seven days, pray together. Mm-hmm. Uh, intentionally put God first mm-hmm. in your relationship and just assess see how that how that impacts everything else, right? Um, I think it'll be really, really cool. It's going to be great. I love it. So we'll start that. Um, and so check out, like I said, link in the bio, um, a link in the description. And uh, man, pray together. Man. See what God is, huh? You want to... Wanna, do you have any closing thoughts before? No, I think that's perfect. Yeah? I think that's great. Well, how about we close in prayer? You want to pray? Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we come before you and God. Um, God, I thank you. Uh, I thank you you're brilliant. And I, I thank you that you are a God of order. God, you're a God that when he creates something, he's not flippant. He's not um, winging it. But God, you, when you create something, you create something brilliantly and you create something with order. God, I thank you. You created marriage. And right now we honor you with that. God, we, we, we tell you with our words, with our heart, God, we believe you created marriage. And so God, I thank you, Father, that you have an order that is to bring health Father God, and that is to bring life to our marriages. And God, I thank you that we're getting back to that order. God, that that order would keep us accountable, that it would keep us in a right mind, in a right perspective when it comes to our marriages, God. God, I thank you. We do. God, we put you first. God, we say this day we seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness. And God, we believe that as we seek you first, because your word says it, that all other things would fall into place. God, I thank you that as our marriages seek you, Father God, that you are bringing an order to every single thing that concerns us. God, I thank you, Father God, that, that our marriages are a place of health, 
God, that they're a place of peace. God, that they're that that they're they're overflowing with with your presence, with your hope, Father God. God, I thank you, Father God, that we would lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, God, we are acknowledging you, and your word says that you are the one that would make our path straight. God, I thank you as we lean to you with our marriages that you are making the path straight for them, God. And so, God, we commit to that, God. We don't want anything above you. And if we've put anything above you right now, God, we say forgive us. Forgive us of putting those things above you. And God, right now, we put you back in the place that you so deserve. We put you back in that first spot. And we know, Father God, that because we're doing that, God, that there would be a blessing, that there would be life on our on our marriages and our families, God. And so, God, I just thank you for it. We bless these marriages. We bless these people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Hey, great episode, Gabby. Let go. You brought it. Come on. You, you really brought it. You didn't you. mail it in. No, you. You brought it, you know. And so, hey, take the God First Challenge with your spouse. Seven days, pray together. And then next episode, we're going to attack how to make your spouse number two. So God is first, my spouse is second. How does that work? And and what is the impact that has on our, raising our family and our children? And so make sure you come back next episode for that. Uh, otherwise, man, we love you guys. Appreciate you listening. Don't forget to leave likes, comments, bring us, give us feedback, rate the podcast. We so appreciate you. This has been the House of Roberts Podcast. We'll see you next time.